Hey Blogettes, it's Amanda Lauren. Just a few words of business before we get started with this Lindsay McCormick episode. It's really good. Uh, we had a lot of fun with her. It was just, it was a really interesting episode. I was really excited at how it turned out. We recorded it a few weeks ago. Um, if you could just do us a favor, if you like this, just write a quick review on iTunes. It can literally take 30 seconds or on Stitcher. I know that a lot of you are listening on Stitcher, but we have no reviews there. So if you want to put it there. If you're not an iTunes person, we totally get it. Um, Just do it there. Again, directions are in the show notes. It's super easy. You don't have to write much. You don't have to be creative. You don't have to be a blogger to write us a nice five-star review. Also, we want to ask you to join our private Facebook group. It's super fun. It's drama-free. We'd love to know what you're too lazy to blog about, uh, your skincare questions, your fashion questions, anything else. Um, We'd love to have you there. I want to know who you blogettes are. It really fascinates me. I'm like, who's listening to this podcast? Like, what do these people do? What do they complain about? What don't they complain about? We would love to know. Also, even if you don't have time to write a review, you know, share the link on your page or tweet it or just tell a friend, just say like, I love this podcast. You should listen and then grab their phone and then subscribe them. Um, in their app. Speaking of which, if you don't subscribe, subscribe. Again, it really helps us. We bring you this show. We don't have advertisers. So this is just what we're asking you to do. Um, Anyway, that's it. Enjoy the podcast with Lindsay McCormick. Hello, guys. Hi, love. You look fabulous. Thank I mean, you. It's really great for a podcast we can't see, but you We're do. We're so Thank we'll, you. We'll, we'll describe it. It's okay. Like a really cute plunging <laughs> neckline. I love like the detail on top. You kind of got this yeah. like old school collar going on. Everyone's very good collars. Yeah, today. I know. And like, kind of is that is a one piece or is it with a skirt? No, it's a skirt. It's so cute. I love the skirt. It has like really cute ruching. It's a great contrast. The black. Yeah. Like a mesh black silver kind of going on. Yes. I love it. And then the booties. You just look so fabulous. Oh, thank you. And you have a great, like, rougie lip. It just, like, ties the whole thing together. I, I just <laughs> discovered Charlotte Tilbury, uh-huh. and I'm obsessed I now. I love, oh, my publicist is very good friends with her. Oh, her makeup's fantastic. Her. She's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so is that what you have on? I do. The, the lip and uh, some of the makeup is Charlotte Tilbury. It. Well, you look gorgeous. Thank you. I had to bring my A-game coming to your place. <laughs> oh, thank you. I love it. I know. I feel like I haven't seen you. I was telling Amanda, like, when was the last time I've seen you? Like, before I got pregnant? Like, it's been so long because you've been traveling and doing yeah. so much and, like, Aww. moving and shaking. So, like, we've texted and, like, talked, but, like, I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah, it, it was a while ago. I'm trying to think. It was at an event. I know. I was trying to think, too. Like, it was definitely at an event. And, yeah. like, that's where we always end up. Like, we'll try to do one. Well, I just don't end up being at an event. <laughs> it's like, struggle is real in LA. Like, it's just like, it is what it is. You try to make it work, and then you get called for something. I get called for something, and the next thing you know, we're at the same event a couple nights later. Like, hey! Texting, texting you planning a dinner exactly. at that event, exactly. and then we bump into each other. Um, yeah, I think it was. It was definitely a, maybe it was. Um, you were you were styling the winner from America's Got Talent. 
I can't oh, think of her name right God, now. Yes. Oh my God. Who was one of my favorites, by the way. Isn't she incredible? And she's yeah. the sweetest girl. I'm trying to remember what. Was it, um, it was one of the gifting suites then, right? Because I had styled um, her for like. She had the carpet or something, and then... I think she was performing that night. Yeah. I, all I remember was they had... There were so many kids at the event. Oh, my God. There were so many kids. That's right. That's so funny. I know, hey, that's my life soon. <laughs> Comes full circle. Um, well, that's so cool. Well, I mean, for those that... I mean, I'm sure so many people know you, but for those that don't know you, will you kind of introduce yourself to our listeners and our, um, as we call them, bloodgets, um, mm-hmm. and let them know kind of a little bit about Lindsay and kind of what you're about. I mean, you're, a, as Amanda says, a very big slasher queen. You have many entities about <laughs> you, but like kind of run down and give them a little bit of, you know, Lindsay and who you are and that sort of thing. So I've been in sports broadcasting for the past 10 years. I've worked with everyone from ESPN to CBS Sports okay. to NBC Sunday Night Football. And, um, I was in a movie called the bounce back with Shamar Moore and Nadine Velasquez and Bill Bellamy. And this past year, I've kind of done a little bit of sports, a little bit of entertainment. I just got to host the VR segment for the critics choice awards, which was, thank you. So much fun. And then, um, I, I guess as everybody keeps saying recently, I joined the me too movement. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Can you, can you get into that a little bit? And like the art that came out on you and everything. Yeah. So, it all started. And you're wearing black, by the way. So, yeah. way, to, way to represent. Like, I'm talking about, like, literally from like the Golden Globes. That are, like, the awesome. I love everyone's outfits, by the way. I loved most. I didn't love all. Yeah. I like the skirted pants. The skirted pants were cute. I there were some that, like I. There were some that I felt like, yes, I get it. We're all in black, and you know, we're making a statement. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think that's incredible. But I yeah. felt like. Black doesn't have to be basic. Like, even you, like, having like, the plunging and the neckline, like, the different details. Like, some people, I felt like you just went so safe because they were almost maybe afraid because it was a movement. But yeah. I was like, I still would have liked to have seen a little bit of fashion come together that night. I understand it wasn't about fashion. Yeah. Me being, of course, fashion expert and stylist. Oh, kind of hard. Fashion. Right, exactly. Like, like, it's hard for me to say that because, like, to me, all the award shows are about fashion. And I get, like, in every write-up, people said it really was not the fashion, it was about the movement. But I would have liked to have seen a little bit more creativity. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, you're rocking black today, so you're bringing it on. So, yeah, tell us Thank a little you. bit about it. So, it all started when I, I feel like I faced so much adversity in my career being a female in a male-dominated industry, but I, I watched Wonder Woman for the first time. I was a little late oh, to the party. I love it. It was phenomenal. Wasn't it? To see what Patty she Jenkins... Oh. Do you know that when I'm sorry. If you want to know more about Wonder Woman, listen to our podcast with Caitlin Dashell. Oh, that's right. Was, yes, who was her the stunt, stunt woman. Yeah. Oh, wow. Friend of mine. She's amazing. She's incredible. And I was going to say, do you know, because I especially think Gal Gadot is incredible, because you know that she found out she was pregnant when yes. she went to her audition and she was like literally throwing up sick at her audition. So I knew that and I had that in the back of my mm-hmm. head and I, I think when they filmed the retake, she was five months yes. pregnant. Yes. I can't even comprehend doing those stunts. I know. Going to work every single day with morning sickness Acting, and yeah. I was like, I, I said to Amanda, I was like, kudos to her. Like talk about literally hashtag superwoman. Like 
I am lucky if I can stand set for 12 hours now yeah. I'm styling because after like five, I'm like, okay, I need to sit, oh. I need water, and I need snacks. <laughs> like, it's like, the struggle is real. Like, no big deal. You're only growing a human side of you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I, I mean, she is just fierce as all hell. Yeah. Uh, well, so I had watched the movie for the first time. I remembered that she was pregnant while filming this film and I just felt inspired by the end of it. And I was like, you know what? It was one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm one of those people that gets really emo if one o'clock in the morning <laughs> starts right <laughs> starts writing stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I feel like I I always send inspirational f- messages and text messages to my friends at one o'clock in the morning. I so I was it. like, you know what? I definitely got one of those. I <laughs> definitely <laughs> I was like, you know what? I want to do something to change the industry and I want to if I help one other woman in the sports world from this post, then I will have done my job. So I posted this, uh, this little blog, uh, on my Instagram account about one of the uh, encounters I had in the industry with a job interview with NFL network that really bothered me. And I th- I thought it was a different kind of aspect that hadn't been touched on yet with the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. People were talking about sexual assault and sexual harassment and rape and very, very serious issues. But I thought another issue that is just as important but in a different light is being able to have it all, being Uh able to, uh, be pregnant and work and have a family. And it's essentially sexism, uh, was a big, is a big issue in the NFL and in sports in general for women and in every industry. Mm -hmm. But I had a job interview with the NFL network where they asked me amongst other inappropriate questions, uh, if we hire you, it was at the very end of my interview. If we hire you, do you plan on getting knocked up like the Shot rest of us? Front door. <laughs> and yes. Oh. Okay. First of all, no one plans on getting knocked up. The yeah, so that wording was a right. little uh, did you just, like, inappropriate. Like, your pants? Oh, like, I mean, like, I would fall over. I would have been like, yeah. Was that a joke? Like, is April Fool's right now? I. Wanted to, to throw up, and I left there feeling like icky. Mm-hmm. When this was an interview I had planned for all week long, I had done my research. Right. I knew the ins and outs of uh, the, the game, and I was ready to go. And then to kind of dampen what a, a great interview with questions like that really bothered me. Yeah, I bet. And so I left there. I told a bunch of people about it because I, I'm like, this, this can't be right. I found out it was illegal to ask that question. Yes. So I could sue them, but Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not going to, but, right. and, and, you're lucky. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and, um, you know, I wanted to show other women coming into the field that, this is not a common thing because I think after the interview, I tried to justify it. And I tried to tell myself amongst other uh, things I've encountered throughout my career that, well, this is normal in this environment. You just have to accept it if you want to be a part of a man's world. Mm -hmm. And over time I realized, you know what, this isn't fair. We shouldn't have to justify this. We wouldn't have, we shouldn't have to accept it. Absolutely. And if anything, like to, to like your effect of what you're saying, like I feel like no offense, men, but like we can do so much more and yeah. multitask and grow a human and go to work and yeah. do what we can do and like ha- hashtag be a power boss. Yeah, like, sorry you're jealous. Yeah, you know I mean? like, 
seriously though, because it's like, it, like it's just like when people say things like that. Like I look at them and I'm like, you're not dying. Like you're not handicapped. Like you're just like something else in your life is changing. Yeah, you're gonna have to rearrange. Yeah, yeah things will change, but like. It's okay. Like, millions of people do it a day. So yeah. why are you being asked that question when you're up for this amazing position that obviously you're overqualified for and you've studied for and done everything, and then that's the question that, like, throws you. It's like, oh, yeah. well, let me think about my life five, ten years from now. I'm like, let me yeah. figure out. Am I going to do that? You know, like, that's horrible. But I think, ah. what, I think what bothered me. <laughs> Sorry. Audrey's bothered by that, too. One second. I think what bothered me the most was the feeling that I couldn't have everything in my life that a man could have as a woman. And that really bothered me because you never in a million years would ask a man, do you plan on having kids in a family? Cause if so, it's going to take time out of the office and it's going to affect your performance. Mm -hmm. So that bothered me. So, uh, after I, I, wrote the post, sent it at like midnight that night. Mm -hmm. I went to sleep and thought, you know what? There'll be women that follow me that will at least realize that this is not normal and that this is not okay. Did you say it was the NFL network? I said that it was the man in charge of hiring for the NFL network, Uh but they had fired him before. So my intentions were not to ruin a life or family, or it was just to kind of shine a light on the insidious nature of that this field. Yeah. And important to do. So I went to bed thinking, uh, well, it'll help a few women. They'll read it when they wake up in the morning. I did not know. <laughs> that like, I, did, yes. <laughs> I woke up to, uh, there's nothing more anxious than when you wake up and look at your cell phone and you've got a hundred text messages from random numbers, people, you know, people you don't know. It, it was, um, interesting. So <laughs> to say the least. Oh no, I, no, I had a similar situation with something that went viral and I had to, and ultimately I'm like, how did people get my phone number? And then I found out if, if you don't know how people got your phone number, I'll show you how, how yeah. to move it. And I had to remove, I, there's a, there's a website, there's a website, there's a website that has it that, that's where they get it from. And I mm-hmm. removed mine and I actually removed my parents and my husband. Oh, really? Okay. Because I need to know. I was, because I'm just like, I don't want to be, I'm like, my email address is on my Twitter. <laughs> you can email me. Yeah. Right. If you want to get yeah. in touch. I am like, there's so many ways. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Text my phone. So when you woke up to all that, yeah. and you like saw, you know, hundred text messages, I'm sure tons of emails. So Did much you like going take on. a Xanax and okay. yeah. <laughs> like, totally freaking out or like, what was your reaction? Um, well, first I called my publicist immediately right. and said, what is happening? Yeah. Then we kind of pieced together and we came up with an action, a plan of action. And I wanted to make sure that the message didn't get lost in yeah. all the chaos. Right. And so we kept getting offers from different late shows and different um, morning shows, right. wanting to do CNN, wanting to do a sit down. And I thought to myself, you know what? This is not about me. Right. This is about the message yeah, of a woman being able to have it all, family and kids, and that this is not acceptable behavior for mm-hmm. networks during the hiring process. And we decided to not do any interviews Mm -hmm. and, but I wanted to hammer home the message for the people that still weren't getting it. And so I wrote up this piece, um, and Newsweek decided that they wanted to run it. Mm -hmm. And so we ran it with Newsweek and 
I got to kind of give my take on the Me Too movement as well as the sports world. And but the one thing I wanted to make sure was that I feel like with the Me Too movement, we're doing a lot of things right, but then a few things wrong too, because I wanted to make sure after talking to a lot of my guy friends, as well as my female friends, that both, I I saw both sides and both, uh, I, I didn't want to make sure that I was just including one side of the story. I wanted to see it from different perspectives. I feel like you had good intentions. Is yeah. that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very good intentions. Yeah. Oh. So with the piece, I wanted to try and find a solution because uh, my mom taught me at a young age that if you're going to bring attention to a problem, you better come with a solution or at least the beginning, the beginning to one. And, um, so I wrote the piece and, um, I, like I said, I wanted to make sure that both sides of the story were there and to where men don't feel like, yeah, we need to keep calling men out, mm-hmm. but we need to get to a place where men are not feeling like they're walking on eggshells and that they don't want to work with women because then we're right. going to lose out on more jobs as opposed to... No, I, I, actually, I actually agree with, agree with you because mm-hmm. it really makes people afraid. It's, I actually said this on our podcast with AJ Benzett, which is... My parents met because my mom was my dad's secretary. Now, no yeah, one can yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. So, what, I mean, where do you, where, like, what, what is your, what is your solution and how do we all make sense of this? Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if there's necessarily one solution just yet, but uh, I'm a big fan of Sheryl Sandberg's. Mm-hmm. She worked for Google. She now is um, one of the the top people at Facebook. Mm -hmm. And she wrote a book called Lean In. And it talks about how we have to learn how to have empathy for one another and to lean in and work together Mm -hmm. with men and women. Right. And I think my solution is that now that we've created awareness uh, Mm -hmm. that this is not acceptable behavior with the Me Too movement, now we have to figure out a way where we just respect each other at the end of the day. Absolutely. I know it's easier said than done, but, but it's true. It is a respect thing. I, we talked about this earlier with Cher on our podcast. Like we were talking about just in general, like with the, the especially women on women, like hating and bashing when you disagree. It's like okay, it's great that there's so many platforms now, and there's so many movements, and those are all wonderful yeah. to bring to the forefront. But it's like at the end of the day, respect and and and, and agree and disagree, you know, yeah. nicely, and don't attack the other person. Yes, I, one thing that I didn't like was I saw with the the Me Too movement around Golden Globes time that women were just calling out other women. And it bothered me. I'm like, aren't we supposed to work together in this movement? Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to sit here and bash somebody because they didn't do everything exactly right. Or like, yeah, that that poor actress, Blanco, who wore red. Yeah. Everyone, she was under fire. She still is. Yeah. For not wearing, and it's like, I get it. She said it had nothing to do with the movement. She's absolutely supported it. And you can read things about her that show she does support the movement. Yeah. But she personally didn't feel she wanted to be in black. She felt like it represented something else. And she yeah. opted for red because that's her favorite color. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. And I'm sure I'll get hit for that saying <laughs> that. But it's like, it's true, you know? It's like, again, like, why are you calling out that woman? She's still there. She's yeah. still supporting. She's still saying hashtag you time's know, up, you, you know? know? You know, follow the herd all the right. time. Yeah. I think there's this herd mentality, too, that there is, is totally for sure. insane to me. Mm-hmm. 
And there's also this mentality, and we're talking about this on a different podcast, which will probably air after yours, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so this will make no sense to anyone. <laughs> but it's like, okay, you can, like, have a conversation with someone, and you cannot, you can say, well, we, I agree with a lot of what you say, but not everything. Right. Yeah. And you yeah. disagree with some, some mm-hmm. of their personal policies or some of their beliefs, and who the fuck cares? And also, yeah. who agrees with every single thing That's someone even says. scarier. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. a Nazi. Right. I'm not even mm-hmm. kidding. That was the most Jewish thing I've ever said. I was going to say, yeah. They're, they're like, paying the Jew in you. I know they're paying the Jew Jew, which is that, like, I don't think we should all agree on the same things. That's yeah, agree with that. yeah. yeah, agreed. We should, and, and I think that's what our country is built on is that everyone is so unique and is mm-hmm. so individual and has their own thoughts and their own creative ways. And like, that's what makes everything so great. It's like other countries look at us and they're like, Oh wow. Like they're doing this and doing that. And it's like, this almost just jealousy because they are trying to be told to align one way. And it's like, no, we are allowed to have different platforms and different ideas, different views. And I think that's what makes it great. So I agree. Like you shouldn't have to follow every single thing. I personally felt bad for that actress when she came under fire for wearing red. Yeah. You know, I just felt like the people that attacked her were, I mean, I can see it from both sides, but I felt like the people that attacked her were kind of allowing us to take a few steps backwards. Yes. Agreed. Completely. When that wasn't the point of the movement. No, it was about hashtag times out. Yeah. They were all coming together. And I mean, and you know, and it was like, it was a beautiful idea and, and movement in a whole sense. But I agree with you. I think there were some flaws and especially since some women that were in that movement actually were kind of making things go backwards by attacking certain people. I was like, yeah. no, but that's not why you all came together and why you decided like at the beginning of December to do this good. huge thing. Yeah. No, it doesn't make anyone It doesn't good. make anyone, when we're attacking each other, yeah. it makes no one look good. Yeah. No. And you can also respectfully disagree with people, which mm-hmm. I just think, I don't understand why for some reason, and I've noticed it the past few years, why can't we just do that? Or just mm-hmm. say, hey, I agree with this person about this, but not about that. Yeah. And call it a day instead of acting like total lunatics yeah. and tearing each other down. Yeah. And I, I always say this. and like, I'll, I'll take it. Like, I totally, and I'm talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. I have major trust issues with women. She does, yeah. Men does, Obviously yeah. not Allie. Obviously she's the one that bridesmaids. <laughs> but like, if, but I do like a little she bit. Does, yeah. Like if I were going to fall off a building and there was going to be one person to catch me, <laughs> It would be the guy anytime. Yeah. Even if he were smaller than the woman. <laughs> and it were very high up. I'd be like, no, girl, don't worry about it. He's gone. I just think it's really important in the workplace and outside of work to surround yourself with people that aren't necessarily like-minded mm-hmm. people that are from different backgrounds they and you. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you both end up growing as people. And you exactly. take a little, you take a little bit of the people you surround yourself with, the movies you watch, the books you read. I think there was an Instagram quote that said that, but, <laughs> but it's true. You, you are kind of a product of your surroundings. Completely. We said all the time, you are the company you keep. Yeah. Completely. And I agree with you. Like, I think like, even doing this podcast, I said to Amanda, one of my favorite parts of doing this podcast and being involved is that like, we have met so many amazing, so many amazing people, people and then also like so yeah and like also like friends of ours have come on and like we've gotten to learn so much more about them because you just sit and have these conversations that are so much deeper than your normal go to lunch get a coffee what are you doing you know yeah. and it's like so nice and it's so inspiring I tell her all the time I'm like I always learn something yeah. from yeah. every single episode and she feels the same way and it's like I think that's such a gift from our podcast because like our our people that are on our guests are giving us that and are giving our listeners that and I 
love that we never have the same kind of person on. We mm-hmm. always shake it up. We always have different types of guests. We're always open to trying different things because I think like you said, it's like, it's really important to surround yourself, not only just with people that you get along with, but people also that bring in different views. Like we had AJ Benz on and mm-hmm. like, we love him, but like, we didn't agree with every single thing he said, but he was, but so, he was so interesting. He was so interesting and he was so fun and, and he, he was so respectful. Yeah. And he was so respectful. He was so respectful. And like a lot of people like, you know, don't agree with his politics. Right. And, and I get it. Like, well, I, I don't have to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to, yeah. to, to spend time with him and have a, you know have an interview with him. Like I can still respect where he's coming from and see both sides. And I just yeah. think that that's something where like we generally don't argue with people on right. here. No, and we, we don't. Generally, we really don't. Like, it's weird. it's hard to keep politics totally it away is. from anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, it just, it just is. is. Yep. But I think we do a really good job of if I do say so myself <laughs> of bringing it in here. Yes. And keeping it really positive. keeping it positive and yeah. keeping it to the conversations we we want to have. And I feel like I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like this podcast has become the podcast I wanted to like. I wait, right? That we kept talking about the podcast that we wanted to. to listen to. Yeah, that didn't wasn't like out there kind of thing. Yeah, and I you agree know. with that. And we do. We try to keep. We try to keep politics out but to a point it's like with you well, we knew too. you had your article yeah. me too is different it's a movement and you know mm-hmm. but we do because we don't want to ever also segregate our listeners and have them be like oh they only talk about this only talk about that we yeah. want to be a safe place we want people to feel like they're having fun they're being inspired they're learning they're laughing like whatever it may be you know and so i think it's really cool like that you said in general people should be like embracing the fact that people are different and that everyone has different views. And you know, I mean, even Amanda and I, like we don't see eye to eye on everything, yeah. Yeah. but we still come together and figure it out with our podcast. We still make decisions. We still make things happen, even if we're not on the same page every day, Yeah, you know? And it's like, that's how it should work. And yeah. I agree with you. And I agree with men and women too. I like that you said that because we don't want men to like fear us. Mm-hmm. And we don't want men to be like so afraid to even be themselves that like Amanda was saying, like, you know, that they can't actually maybe be interested in their secretary because they actually genuinely are. Yeah. But it's like there's just a line and it's like finding that line and, you can and be, breaking the things that are wrong. It's not hard to be respectful. Exactly. It, it, it's it's not hard, not. but yet for some people it is. <laughs> but here we, here we have an issue. So apparently it is uh, right. difficult for some people. Yeah, exactly. People know better. Yeah. For the most part. Not, everyone, not everyone. You're the head of, you're the head of hiring at, at, at a network. You know the law. That's yeah. right. You do. I honestly think that there was ego involved. I'm sure. Of course. So I'm curious, and are you allowed to tell us, like, how did you respond to that question, or did you not? not? And I, I said in my Newsweek piece that I was just in shock. I didn't say anything. No. So then how... So then, he um, felt that it was... He felt that it was very awkward and then changed the subject immediately. He did? Yes. Okay. And then he moved over to something else in the interview. And then we talked... Yeah. Got it. But, I mean, my mind was was gone after that question. No, I once had... I once had someone who worked... Who was, like, my superior at a company that I worked for very briefly ask me a really inappropriate question. And I had, like, no... Like, I was... I almost wanted to say, like, don't you know that that's... Just so, and it was another woman actually. So inappropriate. I was like, don't you know, like, you break the law when you ask that question? And she was like, literally one of the stupidest people I've ever worked with. So I don't think she was very aware. (laughs) The one thing that blew my mind the most, though, about this whole incident was I came out with the Instagram post and I had 
I received so many messages from women with their stories saying, I've been dying for an outlet. And they were just DMing me, emailing me stories of incidents at their workplace that occurred to them. And it blew my mind that there are so many women. I knew there were, I knew, I think if after you've been in the sports world and in the industry for a number of years as a woman, eventually you will have a few stories, but I didn't realize how many people did. It was mind blowing. So so that was something that kind of was brought to my attention. And another thing was after I came out with the second piece, trying to see it from both angles, um, I like that you did that. The the women that were messaging me upset that I wasn't feminist enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, what is what is feminist enough? Right, quote quote unquote. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. to me, it's want being a feminist. You can be a man. You can be a woman. Um, you don't have to be just a female to be a feminist. Mm-hmm. It's anyone who wants equal opportunities for anyone and everyone in the workplace mm-hmm. is the definition that I've always had for a feminist, but I guess it's, no, there's some people like that are just, people who are like, if you're not on board with every aspect of feminism, then you're not a feminist. And that's yeah. just simply not true. Simply and not those true. people need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> Cause they are the worst. All our feminists just dropped off our podcast. No, but I, if <laughs> I just heard them all like a pin drop. <laughs> or people are confused. People think if you make dinner for your husband, you're yeah. a Yeah. That's not true. He I know. That makes me crazy. Yeah. I know. That makes me crazy personally. You know, like... Because, like, I don't cook. Justin cooks for me all the time, and I'm good with that. Like, yeah. He's really good about it. He loves to cook. Like, he enjoys it. I get anxiety in the kitchen. I only like to bake. I don't like to cook. So, like, it's nice for me to, like, that he wants to make a meal for me, and I don't find anything wrong with it. Yeah. He also helps with laundry. I don't find anything wrong with that. Yeah. You know? So, I mean... <laughs> Wait, that's amazing. Can you can you please tell him to, to tell my husband to, okay. to start <laughs> Our husbands like have a bromance thing out. Whenever like we find out something about the other, we're like, will you please tell them to do that? Like, I know, like, I know. It's so funny because like I I didn't realize that they were like playing golf yesterday together, and I text Ali, I'm like, our husbands are having a play date. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I know. I found out when he was leaving, and I was like, where are you going? He's I like, like, I'm no going idea. to play golf with E. I'm like, oh okay. I'm like, I have to work today, but have fun. But <laughs> like, you get to hang out with my friend's husband. But no, but it's true. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong. And there's also nothing wrong with a woman wanting to say, no, I would like to cook. And no, I would like to do this. Like, I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with one way or the other. Yeah. I think that's what we need to come to, like, as a country, like, is to see that different people, like my dad always says to me, different folks, different strokes, you know? It's yeah. You have to different. do what works for them. Exactly. And what works for one person or couple won't necessarily work for someone else, and that's okay. 1,000%. I mean, I grew up in Houston, Texas. I went to school in Auburn, Alabama. Mm-hmm. I My roots are in the South, yeah. and my, I learned how to cook at a very young age, mm-hmm. and I love cooking for my friends, whether they're male or female, and mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think the more we're talking... Yeah. I feel like the definition of a feminist is someone who wants equal opportunities for everybody and no longer looks at them based on their sex, but looks at them based on their human being. I know. I, I feel like, I feel like we, I feel yeah, like, I feel yeah. like we will have accomplished the me too movement, the see her movement. Yeah. When we get to a place where it's about human beings as opposed to male, female, gay or straight, it, it just matters 
about if are you qualified for that job? Right. No matter what no matter what your um, your makeup is. Right. I, I, so I agree with you. I love that. I mean, it's so true. It's it's so funny that you say because there are even people talk about like just certain things where I'm like, well, we don't have enough of this kind of person, of that kind of, and then I like realized that like I think we've done like 54, 55 episodes, not all have posted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've like, we just had a lot of really awesome people we that happen to be men, that happen to be yep. women, yeah, yeah, that happen to be straight, that exactly. happen to be black, yeah, like, yeah, whatever, yeah, Hispanic, etc. And I'm like, I just think that you have to just see the the person and. I agree I'm sort that. of sick of living in a world where we're not doing that. Yeah. Right. Completely. It's 100%. And I agree with you. It's like, and in that sense, it's almost like hashtag time's up. It's time to change the way everyone's been thinking, like, as well as making this movement and changing what's happening with sexual harassment and all these things. It's also time to change, like you just said, the perspective of, like, how everyone sees everything and realize that we live in a different world mm-hmm. and that things have changed dramatically in so many ways. And it's like, Again, it doesn't have to be one specific view and one specific person in order to be reaching that goal. And I love what you just said about like who what a feminist is because I don't even think feminists know what a feminist is. It's, <laughs> Seriously, it's though, like it, you know. Here's something else I just thought of: when you're doing things that are consider- considered particularly female, like making dinner or whatever, I just think that's like caring. Like my husband knew I had like a lot going on this morning, so he made me breakfast. Because he cares. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Or, you know, if he's busy, he's actually making me dinner. Good man. (laughs) Because I'm really spoiled. That's nice. The point is, like, that's the way you show you care. Mm -hmm. Like, I had a chicken cutlet for you the other day at my house. Because I care about you, not because I'm a woman and I feel like there's a obligation to feed everyone. Right, exactly. Yeah, because she knows I'm pregnant. (laughs) It's not the pregnancy card. (laughs) But, like, no, but she does. Like, she's like, are you hungry? Do you need something? Like, she's a good host like that. But, I wouldn't look at her and go, like, oh, she's such a feminist. Like, I'm not putting like, women behind. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or that I do laundry. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. So, I mean, what do you think, like, you know, I mean, obviously your article, mm-hmm. you know, went viral and it was, like, really amazing and everything. And what do you think besides, like, how you're saying now, like, what did you maybe learn from it or, like, what what did you take away from, you know, I'm sure still stuff is still coming down the pipeline, but... You know, what, what, I guess, is, like, what did you take away from it? And is there anything that's next for you as far as the Me Too movement is concerned? Um, so I would say, I mean, I took a, a lot of stuff away from yeah, this sure. experience. Um, one thing that I am proud of is that we all now have a voice, yeah, whether it's totally. social media, mm-hmm. people that didn't used to have a voice now have a voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that I can post something on Instagram, go to sleep and wake up and it, people are reading what you wrote is kind of scary, but amazing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing that you reach that many people. It, but anybody can't. That's mm-hmm. the crazy part. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of these men are terrified. The fact right. that you could have an encounter with a woman 20 years ago, and now she just uploaded Facebook last night, and now she has a voice. It's, it's kind of amazing what, how social media has changed the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that really like even the playing field. Oh, yeah, completely. But I will say this, though. I think what was, and I, I think that in general people know right from wrong, but I think that people did think differently about these things many years ago. Like, there are certain things that were not, like, you know, Kevin Spacey molesting Anthony Rapp. Right. No, no, no. That was never appropriate. Right. 
But certain, there are certain things or the way we speak to it, or that question that was asked of you was probably not illegal 20 years ago. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Google. <laughs> <laughs> but that's... Right. But I think that people, or people just saw things... I mean, like, they used to think being gay was a disease. Like, there right. was something wrong right. with you. Absolutely. Now, now we know that that's not, not true. true. Mm-hmm. So I think that, well, nothing is excusable. I think that the culture was... You can't, no one can deny that the culture was different back then. Right. What's so amazing now, though, I, I feel like this is, I feel like sexual harassment and sexism in the workplace has always existed. It's just now we're shining a light on it. Yeah. And yep. that's, Absolutely. And, and we were saying it. We're like, it's always, it's always been dirty. Yes. It's always been an issue. But for whatever reason, we turned the other cheek, you know, it was like, yeah. this is how it was. And now people are done turning that cheek. Yes. And there were always companies that did things the right way and always companies that did it the wrong way. I mean, I, my dad has created several successful businesses over the years and his employees just, he's one of my role models because of the way he's handled himself and the way he's built his businesses over the years. And I asked him when I was writing this piece, you know, how did you do it? Because it's not like this is unheard of and that people can't do things the right way in business. And he said, you know, we just did it with respect for one another and with empathy and understanding. And we looked at people as people as opposed to Oh, well, you're a woman, so yeah. you're not qualified. I mean, it there there it's not as difficult as people are making it. Yeah, I agree completely. And I love that you said like your dad's your robot mine as well. Like he has, you know, his own company and he has tons and tons of different types of workers and he said and I remember when I was younger, like when I used to go in his office and like I would see some of his people like super tattooed up or yeah. like, crazy piercings and whatever, and I'd be like, Dad, how do you let them work here? And my dad would be oh, like, they're great. I know, I did. I was so confused. I was like, young and dumb and didn't know. Yeah. And, you know, and, and and I was just like, you know, pink hair and this, that. And I was just like, what? You know, and then like my dad said to me, he's like, they're very good at their job. You know, you have to learn that everybody is different. That's why he taught me different folks, different strokes. Yeah. But it's true. Like, you have to have empathy and understanding. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to what you were saying from the beginning, like bringing it full circle, you do have to have empathy for mm-hmm. each person and for different things different people have been through and respect that maybe this one gets more upset about that view but then the other one doesn't and that's just the way it goes, you know? It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just, that's what it is, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I think, I think you know, I think your article was really powerful and really, really helpful for a lot of people and I think it's great that some people reached out to you that were like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like, I needed a voice in my workspace and I needed to feel safe, you know, yeah. and you kind of gave them that safe space. So. I mean, there's still women that feel like they can't come out and speak, especially in the sports world because mm-hmm. they fear, they fear they will lose their jobs. Right. And I get that. I mean, I don't think there has been another woman to come out and speak in the sports world other than myself. But I think that is, I, I, I get, you get to a point where you're just fearless and mm-hmm. maybe that's not the best place to be mentally, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> no, I love that though. Fearless. Well, and you realize that you're called to something greater. And if I, my mentality going into this was, okay, if I never get to work for the NFL again, which is my heart and soul, then you know what? At least I've helped some people in place of that. Yeah. So you just kind of That's have so to, huge. you just kind of have to weigh 
weigh the options, I guess. Right. Well, and then on a totally different note before we let you run, you're also an amazing actress. <laughs> Thank you. That's very subjective. <laughs> I think so. Um, I mean, like I said before, when we first introduced you, like you're many slasher queen, you know, you've been, you know, an incredible reporter for a long time, been in the sports space. You know, you also obviously now having a huge part of being in the Me Too movement. You also did the whole gaming thing. Like, can you kind of touch base a little bit on those different entities and projects that you've been working on? Yeah. So right now, I, I my New Year's resolution last year was that I was going to find new avenues to get involved with, uh-huh. but still find some some things that had a little bit of a connection to sports or what I had built my career on, mm-hmm. and the opportunities that came my way the past year, a lot of them were in the tech space. And then I started researching it more and talking to financial advisors about it. And they all said to me, Lindsay, if you want to make money, the best way to do it is in virtual reality and augmented reality because they're our future. Mm -hmm. And I did the movie, The Bounce Back, and my executive producer, Ray Brown, came to me and said, I have this amazing opportunity for you. Uh, It's a sports video game. It's essentially the sports version of Pokemon Go. Oh, that's cool. Do you want to be involved? And I said, of course. Are you kidding me? I started researching it. Uh, Pokemon Go had had made about a billion dollars. And I'm like, you know what? This is something. Uh, Yeah, yeah. What do I have to lose? (laughs) So Robert Ori and I uh, teamed up and or avatars in the game. I know Robert's an investor in the game and we're getting ready to launch in the next couple months the the sports version of Pokemon Go through ePlay. So cool. And I'm so excited for that. That's so exciting. And so when does that come out? That will come out before the end of NBA season. Woohoo! So, okay, so I'm really bad at this. When is that? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you've got a few months left. The season just started uh, not too yeah, long ago. Like my, I come from yeah. a basketball family. Like my dad coached for years. Like you know, for like my brothers growing up, and now my youngest brother is an assistant coach at VCU for college. Okay. So like I, I know basketball pretty strong because it's yeah. like ingrained into me. So it's like if I don't know, my brothers are annoyed with me. So I always, <laughs> have, I always have to keep up or at least know some details. So when they call me and they're like, "Did you hear?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I did," and, and that was really cool. I at least like pretend like I know what I'm talking about. I do the same thing with them with fashion. I'm like, you have to know like this A little much. bit. A little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I come from a total sports family. My dad, like, but of course he tried even just sports. That was no go. But my brothers are very heavily into it. So I, I, when you were saying that, I was like, okay, I picked up on it. I, I get it. So that's cool. And then, um, so what, like, you know, it's only the beginning, of course, of 2018. So yeah. what else is coming down the pipeline and, and, and what are you here? working on? Um, so uh, a lot right now. <laughs> um, uh, so we have that augmented reality game that'll come out before the end of NBA season. Um, there's another app we're working on that has to do with the whole women's movement that I can't talk about just yet. Okay. Let us know and we'll have you back. Yeah, I will. Exactly. This totally. is going to be a game changer and I'm so excited. And oh. as a result of the Newsweek piece, I got involved with this. Oh, wow. And I am really excited about it. So those are my two things in the tech world. And then um, I'm working on a new boxing show for a major network that I can't say anything about because you know how they are. I literally yes. signed my life away. Yep. Yeah. That's totally exciting. Uh, and um, so we'll start filming that shortly. Ooh. And then what else? Let's see. Never a dull moment. Never right? a dull yeah, moment. Yeah, moving and grooving. <laughs> 
Um, are you working on any other films or movies or anything like that? Not right now, okay. just because of this show. Yes, okay. But after well, the no show, so it's exciting. Yeah, but after the show, then then possibly another show. movie. That's cool. That's that's awesome. really cool. Thank like you. I said, you're many slasher queen. You have lots, lots, <laughs> lots of things that you're doing, which is so much fun. So, are you going to be in LA for most of this year? Or are you going to be bouncing around again? Um. Well, the show will shoot in Vegas. Oh, okay. Since it's boxing based. Okay. But I'll be between LA and Vegas and Houston where my oh, family awesome. is. Okay, cool. Yeah, I always, I always joke for our listeners and what gets. Like, Lindsay, every time I text her, I'm like, do you want to get lunch? Wait, dot, dot, dot. Are you in LA or are you somewhere else? Like, that's my, my first question before I even continue with anything else. I feel like every time I talk to you, you're like, sorry, love. I'm in Houston now for three more weeks and then I'm going here. When you know what the craziest part of the, this is? I am terrified to fly. Like terrified. Oh, Oh, it gives me a stomach ulcer every time I get on an airplane. Yeah. Wait, so what do you do? I know. Say, did you go up with your all the time? I I do. If enough week, if a few weeks go by and I haven't been on an airplane and I'm not used to it again, then I'll go into an all out anxiety attack Mm -hmm. during takeoff. Then once we get in the air and it's smooth, I'm fine. But if there's turbulence or during takeoff, I had the worst experience. Oh, don't tell me this. Wait, because, like, every time you think it's bad, <laughs> yeah. think of what we had to land in the middle of takeoff. Oh, she no. She exactly she what texted me when she finally was able to text and was bugging the fuck out. And I was like, oh, when was, was this? And what airline? It was Virgin America. Was it? What? I love them. It was them. Virgin America or JetBlue, but it wasn't this thing. They were, it wasn't their fault. It was the idiot, like, mechanics. The pilot was great. It was bad. Let me tell you. It could have been worse. We didn't know what happened. And yeah. then they were like, we're sorry we had to land in the middle of takeoff. And they explained everything. Like, oh. What I, happened? They, they realized there was something wrong with one of the engines. Oh, God. They realized wow. it was right. better want to, to just smack back down on the ground hard than to, like, you know, take off and then have to land, like... That would have been a real nightmare. So were people okay? Yeah. Like, no one was hurt. It was, like, just more scary than anything. Like, everybody yeah, was... Yeah, that moment, like, you're like, oh, my God. I know bullshit the fact that, like, you didn't right. buckle your seatbelt. Right. Or I would have flown forward <laughs> when I got Because there was, there was a bounce. It was scary. Yeah. Oh, like, my gosh. <laughs> I keep hearing these stories from friends, and you don't see it on the news. Yeah. And that's terrifying yeah, to me terrifying. that this all occurs. Yeah. Oh, I have I have crazy like transportation. We don't tell them all. Like, okay. like, 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 they're like, wait, wait I don't know. This was not a plane, but I was on a Hampton jitney, and we sort of got held hostage. Oh, and I tried to inform Page Six, and they never picked up the story because I thought it was such a Page Six story. Oh my god! Like the driver went apeshit and pulled over and wouldn't go, and we had to call the police. He was like, oh, oh my gosh! Wouldn't go. Be, I mean, like. In a shopping center with a Starbucks, but like it was really <laughs> smart. Like, some girl was taking up an extra seat, okay? It wasn't a full bus. It was not a full Hampton jitney. We wow. were on our way back to the city. It fucked up our reservations for the night. <laughs> it was terrible. And so I said to my husband, we're only taking the luxury liner from now on. And then the luxury <laughs> liner is like first world problems. Oh my God, <laughs> it is literally the most first world thing. But like he just started to get angry that like this girl like had her bag in the seat next to her. I mean, it was he was really harassing her. 
Like, that was kind of freaky. He was, like, trying to intimidate her. And, like, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with this guy. Actually, I have a video of it on Facebook from, like, two years ago. Of course you do. Well, next time you ask me if I'm in town for lunch, I'm I'm not leaving now after these stories. (laughs) All of a sudden, you'll be around for lunch all the time. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. It's so funny. So, many things came up for you. So, for, you can't talk about the boxing show, but, um... Yeah, but are you filming for a while? I'm guessing for that. Three months. Three uh-huh. months. That's really exciting. I cannot wait. Oh, I'm cov- I'm cov- What am I thinking? I'm covering the Jorge Linares fight next weekend too. Oh, so that'll be for yeah the pay per view. That's exciting. That's am- we'll probably end up watching it. Yeah, that's so cool. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. So you have a lot going on, girl. Yeah. It's good. It's it's. I'm not happy unless I'm busy. Girl, Same. trust me. I said to my husband last night when we were you know, sitting on the couch, and I'm like complaining about how much my daughter's moving inside my stomach, and I'm like, oh, and he's like, what are you going to do like when she's here? And I'm like, I'm going to be super busy and keep things moving. And he's like, I know, but like you're exhausted today, and you've been running around, you do this, and you do that, and I'm like, I don't care. I'm happier when I'm busy. Yeah. Like, I will be exhausted, and I will make sure I'm safe for the baby, but I'm like happier when I'm busy. Like, 100%. I have to be busy. So I completely, Amanda says all the time, too. She's like, I need to keep going. Like, it's like, I, when I, you I, stop. I, yep, exactly. When you stop. No, keep going. Keep going. Keep moving. Exactly. I don't, I don't stop. I also feel like it's great for kids to see yes. when their parents have a strong work ethic. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Like, my father. Yes. Both my parents very yeah, and I and I got that from my dad. Like I used to literally like beg to not go to school and go to work with him because I wanted to watch him work. Oh, like, like, just like yeah, but I would always like, but I would be like, okay, this, you this Friday. To get out of school. No, I really wanted to go watch him work. Like I would be like, Dad, can I like not go Friday? And then like once in a while, he'd write me a note and say I wasn't feeling well, and he'd take me down to like because he worked QVC, and I get to go sit in the green room, like watch them all, like, have a meeting, and like get everything oh. together and the products, and I go sit and watch them set up the set and the stage, and I was like. This is the coolest thing ever. So I was like, I, think I was in like love with that a stuff. big lack of work ethic with people lately. Like, I think that's an epidemic else. too. Is it a lot of people just else. don't want to work. And I'm, yeah. I don't know what the fuck business hours yeah. are. Yeah. I don't Like, my yeah. dad is 75 years old and works like 13 hours a day still. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Isn't it? He, mm-hmm. He's like an inspiration. Like, whenever I think, like, I work hard enough, I think about my dad and I'm like, Work harder. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Me too. I know. It's so true, though. And it's like, you. I agree with you. It's nice also for your kids to get to see that like you are working that hard mm-hmm. and you're working towards goals and, like, dreams and things that you want. And, you know, and it's like, because you've been in the street for, for how long now? Ten years. Yeah, see? My like, gosh, I feel old. Me, and I feel old, too. Like, but it's like, when you look back at that, right, and you're like, where you started, and you're like, yeah. wow, ten years ago? Like, think about how much you accomplished. And, like... I know we keep going and going and going and we won't always look back, but when you do take a minute to look back, you actually see all those accomplishments and it must be so amazing for you to look at everything you've done and you're still continuing to do. I feel like every New Year's Eve, my tradition is last year I was in New York and I got to just kind of overlook the whole city where my career essentially started. And you just kind of take time for at least 24 hours to look back on all the challenges you faced, Mm -hmm. all of the things you've overcome and to get to where you are today. Yep. And it makes you so much stronger. Yes. Yeah. And it also makes you really like value. Like you're like, Wow, it's a real reflection. Like, I, even though I feel like I'm not where maybe I want to be with everything, I like, I've done all these things. No. Exactly. Unless you're Meryl Streep. <laughs> true. She probably feels so great with her. Right, this is true. But, like, most people, like, all, exactly. not, all people, not me, Meryl Streep. Right, exactly. 100%. No, it's so true, though. And so, like, 
on that note, like to, you know, like close you out, what, what are your like three to five year goals? Like for Lindsay McCormick? <clears throat> Let's see. Um, hmm, three to five year goals. Yeah. I mean, I keep giving the cliche answer of, I want to be doing the same thing I've been doing, but, uh, more elevated, yes, more elevated, right. but Honestly, I like the direction my career is going with all of this tech stuff as yeah, well. I, I know. like the game thing is so cool. When I, I saw that, I was like, "Shut up!" She's gonna be in a video game. <laughs> I showed my husband. He's like, "That's dope." <laughs> I I love kind of taking risks and trying new things. And if you succeed, awesome. If yeah. you don't, well, you learned a lesson. So true. So you always get something out of it. Yeah. yeah so I think rather than saying like, "Oh, this is my dream show," I want to be more open in the next three to five years and say yes to opportunities I normally wouldn't have. Right. That's cool. I know. I like that. I, I mean, like that. that's inspiring. Is there and anything else that you want to tell us for women who yeah. want to do what you want to do? Yeah. Then we'll let you go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> I, I would say that you have to really know who you are, know what you want out of life and don't listen to the haters. Don't listen to what, uh, the negative things that people say, because this industry, especially more male dominated fields can get intimidating at times. And you can feel like, you know what, is it worth all of these struggles? And the answer is yes, it is. Because once you've overcome obstacles, it, it there's something even sweeter about the victory. Mm-hmm. And I would say to women to just keep at it and don't give up and don't let, don't listen to what anybody has to say about you. My boss at ESPN gave me some of the best advice ever. It was, I had started out working for ESPN.com and hosting the .com shows. And it was around the time when YouTube was just kind of becoming a big deal. .com was just taking off. And my boss said to me, you know, there's this thing called the comment section. Now it's like laughable because we've all experienced good and bad comments. But at the time he was like, don't read the comments. And I didn't believe him. I was like, okay. And so you start to read the comments after you, they post these videos on YouTube of you and you're like, oh, I got a good comment. Like, let me keep reading. And then the comments aren't so nice. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you just really have to know who you are and be strong in who you are as a woman. And I wish the advice that I would have given myself uh, several years ago, even maybe five years ago, was that, oh, let me think of how I want to word this. you, uh, what, what is that beautiful quote? No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Yes. This is the Eleanor Roosevelt. I would say that you, you, I think that I let so many things get into my head and discourage me five years ago. And I took so many things to heart that I shouldn't have. And at the end of the day, if you are, I feel like I'm taking forever to get to this point, but, <laughs> but I feel like if you know exactly who you are, you know what you stand for, you know what you're trying to accomplish in life, then nothing can derail you. I love that. And so the advice I would have, I would give my younger self and women in this industry trying to make it is really know what you're trying to accomplish and really know who you are. 
Right. That's that's, that's a I mean, that's a great place to end it. Yeah, I was like that's like that's <laughs> the best closing ever. Like that was really like oh my god, I'm so inspired. We're all on your team. We're all team. Exactly. We're all team Wednesday. Exactly. You guys well, are sweet. Um, will you plug, plug, plug your yourself? Social. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll have, have them all show in the show notes. Yeah. But plug your social. Okay. My Instagram is at Lindsay McCormick Sports. Uh, my Twitter is at Lindsay M underscore Sports. And is that all there is nowadays? <laughs> Facebook, um, Lindsay McCormick. Yeah, right. Lindsay McCormick, Facebook. Uh, do you have a website? Uh, LindsayMcCormick.com. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and like we said, that'll all be in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you guys for having me. Again, and I feel inspired. I was going to say the same. I feel inspired by you guys. Aw, thank you. You we should appreciate it. it. But, yeah, <laughs> but we'll take it. But um, we'll take it, I know. Well, as we always how to chain fonda one two three four get your booty on the dance floor work it out shake it little mama let me see you do the chain fonda five six seven now if you don't know let me show you how to work it out work it little mama